Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. It's brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion. All right here. Adams Brown. Strategic allies and CPAs going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And good afternoon and welcome into Tiger Talk. Gerard Welbrock with you. we got a good show lined up today. We'll talk some four-day state cross country here in just a little bit with Jason McCullough, men's soccer coach Jerry Cleary. We'll talk some volleyball after a big win over number 25 Washburn last night with Jessica Wood Atkins and Around out the show with some Tiger football with head coach Chris Brown. Again, as always, we'd love you to join us. You can uh, send us in a question. Hit the fans tab on the FHSU Athletics website. There on the bottom, you'll see Ask the Coach. And again, if we use your question, you'll get a T-shirt. Or at least if we use your question, you'll be in the running for a T-shirt that we'll give away from the Fort Hay State Athletic Department. Of course, everybody in-house can share a question uh, for the coaches as well. Uh, Hall of Fame Saturday coming up. Fort Hay State with a latest class into the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. Daniel Traffis, Sean Bear. Jamie Dreyer, formerly Jamie Hyman, Tyrone Shepard going in, Dale Vitopka, also Jim Belch, a couple of wrestlers, uh, Dale posthumously, uh, Steve Bamer, a track and field, and Richard and Tanita Augustine, who used to run the gymnastics program, all being inducted into the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. That's a 9 a.m. ceremony with an 8 o'clock registration. If you're wanting to uh, attend that, you can still do so. Contact the athletic office to get uh, tickets for that event. And, of course, you can always join us here for the show. Uh, become a member of Tiger Club. It's simple. Just contact the athletic office. Uh, your dues go towards scholarships and then buy your meal on Wednesdays and uh, be a part of, the, part of the fun here at Tiger Club. Let's get right into it. Speaking of fun, Jason McCullough, cross-country coach, joins us. This looks like a cross-country kind of day out there. The, you know, it may, it may be a little warmer than you like, but uh, you got the, the fog and uh, the, the dampness. It just seems like a good cross-country day. Yeah, and a cross-country type of crowd as well. <laughs> Um, talk about the conference championships. Obviously, it was a great day. Your women were third, your men were eighth, and you got an MIAA champion, Reagan Hodgson, first female cross-country runner at Fort A. State to win the MIAA title. That was that was cool to see. Yeah, it was a great day. That was uh, something to see her win the uh, championship. Um, like you said, we haven't had a, a female win it. I don't know if we ever have, but probably not in the NCAA era at least. So she ran extremely well. 
and our women placed third, and that was behind uh, a couple real good performances from her and from J.C. Vath, who was third overall. Yeah, did well. And, and you talked about um, Reagan a, a little bit dinged up, and you're kind of being careful with her down the stretch. Obviously, uh, she was feeling well. Just talk about her race and uh, what made her run so well to win that championship. Yeah, I thought about that, and, you know, she's undefeated this year. She uh, missed out on two meets. Um, one of them was the Oklahoma State meet, which she probably wouldn't have won, but um, she's won three meets, and she just went out there and was confident. With about two kilometers left, she took the lead and uh, pushed it, and, and I think tired everyone else out and uh, took away their sprint. And she did, you know, she had every, she had a lot left, so she did well. And J.C. Vath, we, we've talked about her a lot this year. She's run well, and uh, to finish third, obviously, if you're going to win a championship, you got to have some gals up near the top, and you had that with a one and three finish. Yeah, and uh, when I last saw her, she was in sixth place. And uh, with about 150 meters to go, and I, I cheered for her and turned around and started uh, looking for some of the other runners. And next thing I know, she's in third place. <laughs> so the uh, finish line at this course is mostly uphill, and it's a long, straight finish. So a lot of people start their kick a little bit early, and, and she just had a lot left to uh, uh, run down three other girls. And Darian Hudgens was 20th. Um, uh, so you go 1-3-20. and 20. That was that was a, a good finish for her and then obviously the rest of the team. But I've uh, got to be so proud of these gals and, and, and just how they've competed all year and just seem to be starting to peak now, maybe at the right time. Yeah, hopefully so. You know, we weren't ranked in the region, and we beat um, three out of the five ranked teams in our region, and uh, uh, including a nationally ranked team. So that was that was pretty exciting to do. Uh, it seems like they're peaking at the right time, so we just got to stay healthy and uh, injury-free for the next couple weeks. Men were eighth, led by Grant Bradley. He gets all-conference recognition, finishing in, in ninth place. Talk about his race and the, the rest of the guys. So the, the guys' side is extremely deep this year. So there are 10 ranked teams in the region, and we have about 35 teams you know, in our region, and seven of those are from our conference. And uh, so we actually beat one of the ranked teams in Missouri Western who was receiving votes in the national polls. But, you know, I figured we'd go in and run a real good race and get seventh. <laughs> and we ended up eighth, so not too bad. Um, Grant Bradley was first team all MIAA with a, with a great performance from him. Um, he's definitely got a shot to qualify for nationals if he runs well. So um, some of our other upperclassmen didn't do quite as well. A lot of our freshmen and redshirt freshmen actually ran extremely well. So for the future, is looking real well. Well, that's exciting to, to see. Uh, as we've talked every year, every week with you, you, you had a meet. Now this is a buy, so to speak, no competition. But uh, really, you, you gear for what's coming up here next Saturday down in Joplin, the, the, the regional. And this is, you know, everybody's chance to try to get to nationals. It'll be coming up on, on Saturday of next week. Yeah, and they, they say the saying in running is the hay is in the barn. This time of year, you know, you're not going to get any fitter. You just got to sharpen that fitness and stay healthy. So, you know, we're not doing anything right now to try to really drastically increase our fitness. We just we just want to stay healthy and uh, kind of sharpen that. So we're, we're just our top sharpness when we get to the regional meet. And you're down in Joplin again. You've run there a lot. They've hosted conference. They've hosted regionals. They've got a, a great course. Uh, and I know you've got some youngsters that may not know it as well. But uh, for a lot of your runners, this will be a familiar course that has to help out a little bit. Yeah, we run there probably once a year at least. Last year we ran there three times. 
times because they moved the conference meet there um, where it wasn't there originally. So we had three meets there last year. Um, this would be our first time this year, but it's a good course. It actually hosts the national meet this year as well. So if we qualify anybody for nationals, we'll be back down in Joplin. How was the course in Columbia? I know we talked a little bit about it in the past, but uh, everything everybody expected? Yeah, it's a great course. Um, you know, they've hosted uh, some top meets there. I think they had a national meet a couple years ago. So uh, like the one in Oklahoma State, it's it's uh, irrigated and very nice grass. In fact, most of the athletes ran barefoot on their cool down. <laughs> well, it was a, a great day, and uh, now hopefully it's a good week and a half for your guys and gals to get ready, and hopefully this is just uh, the, the start of some, some great things. And as you said, you feel you've got several, if they perform to their capability, you've got a good chance to push through to get to the national meet. Yeah, so to qualify for nationals, it's the top three teams automatically and then the top two individuals not on one of those qualifying teams. So not a lot of people qualify because you're going to have 200 people in a race. Um, but I think probably on the women's side they will take five or six teams. On the men's side probably take seven teams, maybe eight teams. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a top ten finish on the men's side and maybe a top five or six finish on the women's side. And if we can do that, we definitely give ourselves a chance. All right, sounds good. Well, congratulations on a great MIAA championships. Good luck with the uh, workouts here the next week and a half. And obviously uh, go get them down in regionals in Joplin. Jason, as always, we appreciate the time. Good stuff. All right, thank you, Gerard. There you go. That is Jason Bacala. He is the head cross-country coach at Fort A. State. Again, no meet this week. And then they'll be in Joplin for the Central Regional. Tiger Talk brought to you in part by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. We'll talk some soccer next. Jerry Cleary joins us after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. BTI John Deere knows you've been hard at work all year. From their family to yours, have a smooth and stress-free harvest. They're committed to you and to your success. Your local John Deere dealer, BTI, has after-hours parts assistance and 36 service trucks across six locations ready to meet you in the field when you need them. BTIEquip.com, they're committed to you. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. To make it in the food industry, you have to be good at what you do. To make it for 53 years, you have to be great. The Taco Shop has been serving you since 1970, and on special this month is the Poco Pizza 219. Pork Burrito 409 and the Chili Cheese Nachos for 509. By phone, by app, by pickup or delivery, order Taco Shop today. Come on down to the Taco Shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Down to the Taco Shop. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Harvest is over and the wheat is drilled. Now is the perfect time to come and see us and put your health first. My name is Devin Reed, nurse practitioner and primary care provider, inviting you to visit me at First Care Clinic on 22nd Street in Hayes. I am currently accepting patients and I want to provide you with first class care you deserve and can expect from us. To schedule a visit with me, give us a call at 785-621-4990 or go to firstcareclinic.com to request your appointment. Let's take on your health together. 
No score opening possession. Ichabod from their own 19 on third and 12. Van Dyne takes the snap. The left-hander under pressure. He is hit, and he is going down. Miles Menges grabs him and brings him to the turf. Another sack for Menges. Now four on the year to lead Fort Hayes State, and the Tigers got a sack on third and 12 and force the Ichabods to punt. Yeah, some of the action from this past Saturday in Topeka. Tiger football holding off the Ichabods. We'll talk with Chris Brown a little bit later in the program. But right now we're going to talk some soccer. We'll get to Jerry Cleary of the men's program here in a second. But first, give you an update on women's soccer. Went 1-1 one one this weekend out on the road. Beat Missouri Southern 1-0 on Friday. Hannah Marez getting the lone goal in the 57th minute on an assist from Sullivan Kelly. Sunday, they lose 3-0 at number 17 Central Missouri. Missouri, Jenny's uh, score all three of their goals in the second half. Tigers had six shots on goal, but couldn't find the back of the net. So they're now 11-2-3, 7-1-1 in the MIAA, tied for second with the Jennies of Central Missouri. And uh, they will be back at home Friday, 6 o'clock, hosting First place, Washburn, big match for the Tiger women. Ichabod's ranked sixth in the country, and right now in first place, uh, Fort A. State uh, still receiving votes in the Division II coaches poll, second highest vote getter that's not in the top 25, and then they'll be on the road Sunday up in Kearney to take on Nebraska Kearney. So some big matches here down the stretch for the Fort Hay State women, big matches for the Fort Hay State men as well. Jerry Cleary joins us, and, the uh, long homestand didn't start off really well with a tough one to Roger State, but it got much better last weekend. You beat Wachita Baptist 6 nothing or 6 no, and then a 4-1 to win over Harding. I guess if you can play two matches, outscore your opponent 10-1, to uh, you got to be pretty happy with how your team played. Yeah, we had like 70 shots. So Thursday's game was decent. I think we were up 5-0 after 25 minutes. Saturday's game was really tough. We thought we were the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> And I, I'm guessing uh, you don't want them to play like they're the Harlem Globetrotters. No, I like, I like to coach like football, like you <laughs> control the moments. We're just out there just doing whatever we want. Well, but you got two wins. Again, you had 35 shots, 20 of them on goal in the Wachita Baptist match. You led 5-0 at halftime. Just tell us about the match. What was clicking and why did you guys play so well and, and get off to that quick early lead? Well, that same thing happened to us a week before with Roger State when they tumped us. I think that was 19-17 to 17 in shots, mm-hmm. but – they scored seven. We just every two we hit went in, and I guess that I'm and, I, and I'm sure as a coach that is what drives you crazy sometimes because you know you get a lot of looks and uh, you know sometimes it, it, you give credit to the goalkeeper, but uh, you have those matches where you find the back of the net, then you have the days where you just cannot quite get it to go. Yeah, and that's been our season, right? We've been up and down all season, so we have the top three teams in the conference to play. Mm-hmm. and then hopefully a conference tournament, and then we'll see what happens. So maybe we're peaking at the right time. Let's talk about Saturday's match with Harding. You win it 4-1. to one. As you said, um, maybe you didn't play your best. Just just talk about the match and uh, how you guys played and how you're able to pull that one out. Yeah, I don't. We I guess we got lucky. We just kept creating chances. So um, we were on a roll from Thursday. Harding's a tough team to play against, so. We've been starting the same start 11 the last two games, so you know, we've got a little bit of consistency. So. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, just I know that was a problem early on. You're just trying to find the right pieces and mixing and matching. You feel you've done that right now? You're starting to, to see these guys gel and kind of get your starting group? I hope so. It's almost like I'm a doctor and all these <laughs> patients keep coming with symptoms and you're trying to fix this and fix that. It's 
Well, I think we've fixed it, but we'll know tomorrow night. Yeah, you're six six and two now, five two and two in conference play, and uh, yeah, you continue the homestand here with uh, Northeastern State. That will be tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Um, they're ranked twenty fourth in the country, six four and three, four three and one. You played them earlier in Tahlequah. It was a two two tie, a draw in that match. And, and as you kind of alluded before that one, not a lot of love lost between these two programs. So this should be a fun one tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, a lot of history, and they're coming off beating. They just beat Rogers State at Rogers State, so they're they're on a high as well. So what what are the scenarios? What's what do you have to do to to get into the conference tournament at the end of the year? I think just win one more game. Okay, well, it'd be nice to do it tomorrow. Just take care yeah. of business. What what's going to be the key with with, uh, with the Northeastern State? What do they do well? What are you going to have to combat and what what are you going to have to do to try to get a victory in that yeah, one? Yeah, they're pretty direct. So we've gone back to our formation from last year and the year before and they play a 4-1-4-1. They're pretty direct. So they run a lot which is what I don't like to do. <laughs> yeah, none of us like to run a lot uh, other than Jason. Uh, Northeastern on Thursday. And then one of those rare weeks you only play once this week. You're off until the following Thursday. Southern Nazarene comes to town. Then you got to close at Rogers. So, obviously, you'd like to take care of this thing here at home and get yourself into the conference tournament because that's going to be a tough one there waiting for at the end of the year. Yeah, and I'll be busy because next Thursday will be senior night at home and then get up Friday and then head to – Claymore. It's going to be tough. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you can continue what you started this past weekend. Uh, two big victories. Northeastern State Thursday, 7 o'clock. It'll be streamed on the MIAA network as always, but uh, always a big match between the Tigers and the Riverhawks. Jerry, as always, we appreciate your time. Uh, great job this weekend, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Hopefully you go get those Riverhawks. Cheers. Thank you. You bet. There you go. That is Jerry Cleary. He is the head uh, men's soccer coach at Fort A. State University again tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, out at the Fort A. State Soccer Stadium. Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We'll talk some volleyball. Jessica Wood Atkins joins us after the break on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. October savings at your local Napa Auto Parts store gives Auto Supply and haze. Purchase Mobile One Advanced Full Synthetic Motor Oil in the 5-quart jug or 5-1-quart bottles and get $10 off any two wiper blades. Peak RV and Marine Antifreeze just $3.99 for one gallon. Grease Monkey Utility Gloves $11.99. Scott Shop Towels $3.99 each and Purple Power Degreaser starting at $5.59. Find savings store-wide at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Napa know-how, Napa know-how. Bringard Harris CPAs in Hazen Garden City serve clients of all sizes. Our staff has enjoyed meeting many new clients in recent years. That's right, our firm is growing because new clients appreciate the level of attention we provide. We work to understand the tax, accounting, and business problems faced by clients and our experience allows us to find effective and efficient solutions. If you are stressed about tax, accounting, or business problems, come talk to us. Bringard Harris CPAs, we can help. We do that. Too much football? <laughs> There's no such thing. Especially not when Next Tech has you covered with the fastest internet and the best combination of streaming and live TV. Get gig speed internet and deluxe TV now for just $175 per month for the perfect football watching experience. You'll never have to choose which game to watch. Next Tech lets you catch them all, buffer free at an unbeatable price. Don't miss the action. Get started at next-tech.com today. 
If you haven't heard, land is in high demand. Hi, this is Adam Hand, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you have ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. We would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you are interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-2469 or visit whitetailproperties.com. To serve, match point, Riley Tinder, middle, serve, outside attack, the Tigers block, digging at Steiner, again it goes out to Stevenson, dug by the Tigers, Highland, Forte State attacks, and that's the match, put away by Claire Olson, and Forte State is going to knock off the 25th ranked Washburn Ichabod. Yeah, big thanks to Dustin Armbruster for helping out uh, and uh, doing the match last night so I could watch a little four-day state baseball World Series. By the way, the black team beat the gold 3-1 to one in game one. Game two tonight if the weather prevails. And then game three, um, uh, regardless of how tonight goes, on Thursday all at 6 o'clock at Larks Park. Right now, though, we're going to talk some volleyball. Jessica Wood-Atkins joins us. Big win last night over number 25, Washburn. Um, and, yeah, great job. You've won three out of your last five, and I know it's been, and you've shared it very eloquently on this program before, a little bit frustrating at times, but just feels like your team may be starting to to get it figured out, some more consistent play and uh, playing some of your best volleyball of the year right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun, um, but also as a coach, I'm like, well, it's about dang time, you know, <laughs> like that's what we see in practice every day um, was how they've been competing, and we've just been pushing and pushing and pushing to get them to do that during match. And, you know, we were battling some almost paralysis by analysis, I think. Um, And when we finally told them, just stop being so nice, you know, knives out, let's go. Um, They're they're starting to get a hold of it. We'll get into last night's match here a little bit, uh, but let's talk about the weekend. You went down to Pittsburgh, and I know you, uh, you felt you should have probably played better and beat them the first go around, but you do well. You went 3-1, to one, 17. Uh, you lose the second set, then went 24-17. and 17. And then you had Central Oklahoma Saturday, and I know your, your gals competed. They're, they're really, really good. But a good weekend, and you got it started with a, a nice win over, over Pittsburgh State. Yeah, that was a fun win. Um, we like playing down there. I don't know why. The girls just get really excited. <laughs> you mentioned that last week. Yeah. We really do. It's a lot of fun. It's a good environment. And um, But the, the part for us was tr- figuring out the travel because um, that's a new pairing with going down to Pitt State and then turning around overnight and then trying to get to Oklahoma City. Um, we were tired, man. Um, but I think that we did a nice job on um, Friday night. I think that one of the things that really helped us, um, our passing kind of broke down from our libero. We were dealing with some bangs and bruises, and Gracie Rains was coming off of strep throat, and we kind of had to, to pull in some, some different people to support, and they were ready. You know, they came in ready, and, and they brought a little bit of spunk and a little bit of fire, and we just kept pushing, which is what we're trying to do is just push, push, push. It doesn't matter who's on the court. Just keep pushing. Um, but Emily Ellis, man, she had a <laughs> night. She she led like a senior. I mean, to one point where she's, you know, she serves and plays defense, but she's not our best defender. 
Um, but she's got a nasty serve and, uh, she wanted that so bad. She pushed another girl, literally shoved her out of the way, like a Heisman <laughs> to get that ball and, and got a kill out of it. And that's how she played all night. She did a really great job leading us. You mentioned Pittsburgh and central on the road trip. Why, why the change? I mean, it wasn't your traditional travel way. Why, why, why was it that way this year? Uh, it's the lone star, okay. uh, sorry, lone wolf, gotcha. um, oh, the lone okay. wolf gotcha. rotates yep. each year. And yep. so this year it's Newman who's normally paired with central mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Um, but Newman this year is the lone wolf, and so they paired those two together. Well, you get uh, the split on the road and then back at home last night, and you win it 3-1 to one over Washburn. Great first set, 25-19. Lose the second, but I think maybe showing the maturity of this team, you found a way, and I know you said it after the match, push, 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 25-23, and then 25-22. There were moments in both of those where it looked like eh, it might fall apart, but your gals pushed through and found a way to win. Yeah, I mean, we we made an adjustment to our 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 lineup, and essentially, I put my, you know, our team is full of fighters, but I put the hardest fighters we had on the court, and um, and I think that that's showing. And the more time that they have together and kind of figuring out each other's movements and knowing what each other one can be responsible for, um, they're starting to find a really good groove and hopefully peaking at the right time. Well, hopefully so. And, and it ended some. Um some long streaks, 47-match losing streak to top 25 opponents. That is now done. It ended, what was it, a 14-match losing streak to Washburn overall, and then a 16-match streak at home to the Ichabods going back to 04. So it's been a while, and they've had some great programs. But uh, to, to finally beat a team like that, that's got to be so big for confidence. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's weird I didn't know any of that going it's into right. it. It was just like, let's just go play, you know, and let's win. Um and so, yeah, I mean, I think it does a lot for confidence, but um, I think more than anything, it's more um, confirmation. I think the girls have really been confident in each other the whole time, but not in themselves. They look at each other and they see the strength in each other, but not always themselves. And so I think um, it's gone a long way for that. And I'll say it again. I'm I'm especially happy for Emily. I going to bring that up. You know, she, that kid. Stayed positive through COVID. She <laughs> trained her heart out. She decided to take her COVID year, and um, she has really just been the rock for our team through both the highs and the lows. She has really been steady and kept them focused, and um, I'm, a, I'm just happy for her. She's wanted it really, really bad. And, and it seems like you mentioned those roller coasters, maybe starting to level that out a little bit. Oh, and, Lord, and, I and, hope and, so. <laughs> because cause that's really bad. I mean, because the times you watch, it's like, man. This team could be really good, and mm-hmm. then there's other times you just go away scratching your head. Looks like maybe they're finally fighting past that and just being the consistency, as you said. Yeah, I think so, and we've been working on that a lot in practice. And, you know, unless you're in practice, you don't really get it, but mm-hmm. we have been just grinding um, and putting them in near-impossible situations and telling them figure it out, find a way to win. Um, and I think that they're, they like it. Um, they've been asking for more, which is good. That's a good sign <laughs> in your athletes. We do have a couple of in-house questions for you. One of them has the top spin serve, especially in, in the serve disappeared in women's volleyball. It's not disappeared, but it's not very common anymore, um, mostly because the top spin is very easy to figure out with the line that it's coming in. And so unless it's coming with incredible speed, it can be just like digging a hit. Whereas the the game has moved more towards the jump float, that float serve, if you catch it just right, it kind of creates an air pocket in your hand and it'll make that ball like a knuckleball, like it moves and it floats and it drops without any, you know, warning or it'll lift without any warning. Those are far more difficult 
um, to pass, and that's kind of where the game's going. Still some matches to go, but uh, it's getting to the time of the season and the point of the schedule to look down the road. Uh, what has to happen? Chances of getting into the conference tournament. What do your guys need to do here? We need to win. <laughs> there you yeah. go. <laughs> um, no, I think um, I, we, we at least need three. I think, um, to get out. But that also depends on how the other teams are doing. You know, some of those early matches that we were in control of that we lost make it harder because that puts more pressure here um, towards the end. And so um, I think at minimum we need three, um, but it'd be best if we just won it all out. Well, you have one more at home. That'll be tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, the Newman Jets. And and, and for a coach, and I talk to enough coaches, these games got, I mean, it's senior night, (laughs) and then it's a program that hasn't won I mean just all those red flags for disaster how do you how do you guard against that in matches like this coming off a giant high in the win last night over Washburn we treat every game the same every game the same and and I say the same things to our seniors every year like um listen like we appreciate you but this game is not about you this is the same conference match every match is a conference match and so it's not about you but it is a night that we choose to honor you and so let's keep that straight as we go into play that we are going to treat it just like any other night. And that's why we save all the hoopla for the end. We don't need any <laughs> tears on the front end. Like, let's save that for the end. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think with, with any collegiate match, um, you know, people have this dream and they want to see it come to fruition. A lot of times it happens that end game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hopefully this isn't the end game. Like, right. let's keep going. Um, save that for the long haul, and I think that that helps us. Real quick, talk about talk about the seniors you're going to honor after the match tomorrow. Well, Emily Ellis, okay, we will obviously. honor again, but we're not giving her a jersey because we gave it to her last <laughs> she year. Only gets one. So she'll get some type of prank prank thing. Um, Hope and you're then, not listening, Emily. Yeah, right. And then Riley Tinder um, is our true senior. So it's just the two of them tomorrow. Well, that'll be fun to honor them, and uh, hopefully they can close out the home slate on a high and get another win. And then you look at it, four on the road, Western, Northwest, Southern, Central, um, all winnable matches. I mean, it's kind of, you know, even though it's an uphill climb, it's still kind of destined in your own hand when you look at who you have and, and how you've played against these teams before. Oh, yeah, they're all very winnable matches. Um, you know, Mo West was, was a tough one, and so was Southern. Um, but I think everybody's just going to be out for blood mm-hmm. at this point. And so, you know, you just got to come with your best game and be ready for a battle. All right, sounds good. Well, congratulations on the big win last night. Good luck tomorrow night against the Jets. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Jessica Wood Atkins, head volleyball coach at Fort A State University after a big win last night over Washburn. Tiger Talk brought to you by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out, or delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We'll talk some football. Head coach Chris Brown joins us after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
the most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. Second and goal from the seven. Dawson to the end zone for Horace. It goes up. He pulled it away from Anikabod. Touchdown, Tigers. Ripped it away from Amika Akbana in the end zone. And Fort A State scores on their first possession and lead it six to nothing. Yeah, good start on Saturday at Jaeger Stadium. Tigers hold off Washburn 31-28 for their fourth consecutive victory. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. It's brought to you in part by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. Joined by head coach Chris Brown. Congratulations on the win Saturday. A second week in a row, first and third quarters, your team looks really, really good. Second and fourth, it's been a little hairy, but I guess bottom line, you, you found a way to get wins in both of those games. Yeah, we did. I mean, our kids battled, but we're going to start playing two first quarters and okay. two third quarters. So I'm the game. fourth quarter, we're it. not going to hold up the four. We're going to hold up three, <laughs> you know, instead of the four. But, uh, you know, we just got to figure those things out. Um, you know, we play hard and, and – you know, have, give up some big plays or we turn the ball over, things like that. So we just got to find a way to keep the pedal to the metal and, and keep grinding and keep moving forward and, and play with more grit and more intensity and, and, and play more physical, you know, through the entire game. So still young, still a little bit immature, but hopefully we can find ways to, to fix that this week. Well, it was nice to see your guys get off to a to a good start uh, like you did. Uh, you had the, the two touchdowns. We heard the highlight, Jack Dawson to Jaden Horse. Those two have been – become a pretty good combination boy jane's been fun to watch that was a nice catch just took it away from a from a defensive back to to get you guys on the board and give you that early lead yeah yeah jane's a tremendous athlete i mean he's got great body control great hands um finds ways to get open and it doesn't matter where the ball's at he's gonna he's gonna find a way to catch it and he likes to go over people and catch balls as well which is which is good to have a receiver like that but he just loves the game of football he loves to compete and he loves to win and you can see that just in the way he practices as well you ran the ball well once again. Back-to-back 100-yard rushing games for Shane Watts. 21 carries, 144 yards, couple of touchdowns. He also caught three passes and then had a receiving touchdown or, a, or had a, a three catches for 23 yards. But uh, 
starting to see consistent running game. I know you like it that way, but it's been fun to see this offensive line gel and, and Shane Watts really emerge as your feature back as the season has gone along. Yeah, things are really starting to come around. You know, with our offense, there's still a few things that we still got to get fixed a little bit with it. Um, I still think there needs to be more movement, um, bigger holes for our backs as well. But Shane's done a great job of finding the holes that he needs to. And if something's not there, he's been able to, to break a few tackles and, and and get extra yards, you know, after after the first contact. So uh, kid's a tremendous athlete as well. He just – he is a worker. And it's – I mean, his practice play is just like his game play. It's high intensity. He's physical. He's aggressive. And he just continuously works to get better each day. Were you happy with the physicality of your team, both sides of the ball? Mm, no. 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 <laughs> not, not yet. I mean, I, I feel like – for some reason, I feel like we play more physical at home than we do on the road, and I just can't can't figure that out. We just play a little bit timid on the road because there's, you know, there's a third and six play in, in this game with Washburn that we, you know, defensively, if we just make the tackle, you know, they punt the ball, we get the ball back, and I think we're up 14 points already, and we go score, it might put it might blow this game away. But we didn't make the tackle, kid gets a first down, and they go down and score, and uh, it's 14-7. So, uh, no, I'm not. I mean, it's, just, it's we got to get more physical every single game. I still don't think it's quite there yet, but – guess that's what the weight room is for and, you know, summers and things like that because the stronger you are, the more more physical you usually are as well. Well, you came out of the third quarter, got a couple of touchdowns. Watts had a, uh, a run, and, in fact, he had his two rushing touchdowns in that third quarter, and, uh, boy, it looked like you were going in for a field goal to put it away, uh, an issue with the play clock, and they stopped after you kicked a field goal. Then they blocked the field goal. It just seemed like – from that field goal block on, it was just hold on for dear life for your guys. Yeah, it was. I was praying like crazy. <laughs> I didn't – I mean, I just didn't know, okay, what's about to happen here because we just kind of kind of fell apart, you know, and had a bad pun as well, and they returned it for a long – had a great return on it. Good thing. Jason Wallace, I mean, <laughs> talk about an athlete. I mean, yeah. big D lineman chasing down a, a defensive back to knock him out of bounds. That, that's hard to do, and, uh, you know, he did it. But things just – we did. We just kind of fell apart. But we got to find a ways to keep things together. Um, we just didn't have very good protection there in the middle, you know, but we did the first kick mm-hmm. until they stopped it, which didn't make sense to me, but it's just kind of the way things happened, and we just kind of fell apart from there. But you found a way to uh, get the victory, and um, I think we'll hear the highlight coming up. Kale Cormany, who's been really good, and I mean, he was spent. You had to use him a lot, and I mean, that's something we haven't haven't noticed, uh, you know, with uh, Leighton Cure out with the, with the foot injury. He's been asked to do a lot, and uh, he has really come through, and uh, did a good job blocking and then makes maybe the catch of the get, the day to uh, help seal the victory in that fourth quarter. Yeah, the kid's a grinder, and he's a worker, and he's what he has been since he's been here, and he just wants to be on the football field. But he he plays almost every single snap, you know, during the game, and he plays special teams as well. He's on, you know, he's on my punt team. He's on the kickoff return team. And, uh, you know, he, so he gets a lot of snaps in a game, and, you know, he's he's hanging in there, and he's battling each week, but he takes care of his body. You know, he eats the right things, and, you know, does the things he needs to in the training room to make sure that he's healthy. But he, he has turned into a really good player for us. You know, I still wish we had Leighton, too. But, you know, Colt Fuller's filled in a little yeah. bit this game. Got, got his first, first touchdown yeah. as well. And uh, that, that was great to see him, you know, see him start coming around. We just got to put a little bit more weight on him because he, he is a good player. Mm-hmm. Colt's a really good player. He's, he's just, I mean, he's getting stronger. He's very physical. And, uh, you know, we can continue to get him in the game just to give Kel a little bit of rest. No Brandon Kerr at center on Saturday. you you got some guys battling some sickness, it looked like, throughout that game. There's all kinds of it, heat. I don't know, maybe it was the breakfast. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it, it was a little bit warmer. But there's a lot of things going around, you know, our, our team right now with sickness. But, I mean, it's just things you got to fight through. It's just it's part of it. Um, so that time of year as well, allergies, a little bit of flu, um, stomach issues. But, I mean, you got to tough it out and fight through it and, and make it work. We'll talk more about uh, Saturday's opponent in, in central Oklahoma. But uh, four straight wins now and, and a chance – 
Saturday if you can take care of business. I mean, it gets really interesting. You start looking at it, and I know you're you play the next game and that's all you're focused on, but your team has done a good job of taking care of business to get them in a position where um, there's some great things to still possibly play for this year. Yeah, there is. It's just, you know, we got to take care of business each week, and this is the week we got to worry about right now. But, you know, take care of business this week and then move on to the next. But there are some good things to play for still. Uh, I mean, it's, it's in our hands, and it's how we play. So hopefully we mature and – you know, we had a pretty good practice yesterday. Hopefully today's is better and we take care of business on Saturday. Well, got a few questions from our audience we're going to pass along after the break. Right now, we'll remind you that four-day state football invites you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We'll talk more football with head coach Chris Brown as we continue with Tiger Talk here on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit bti-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at btiequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at btiequip.com or visit them online at bti-direct.com. To make it in the food industry, you have to be good at what you do. To make it for 53 years, you have to be great. The Taco Shop has been serving you since 1970, and on special this month is the Poco Pizza 219. Pork Burrito 409 and the Chili Cheese Nachos for 509. By phone, by app, by pickup or delivery, order Taco Shop today. Come on down to the Taco Shop. October is National Cooperative Month. Midwest Energy is a customer-owned cooperative, meaning everyone who takes service is a part owner. You vote to choose your board of directors, and you share in the economic success of the co-op through capital credits. Like all co-ops, Midwest Energy promotes growth in our communities through employee involvement, supporting schools, and through the Midwest Community Fund. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Washburn opting to not use a timeout. They have one left. We're inside two minutes. 31-28 Tigers. Third down and four. Four down lineman for Washburn. Dixon the running back. He can't. No, it's a play action. Dawson rolling near side. He's got Cormany wide open. Can he make a man miss? He does. It's a first down across the 35 and up to the 39-yard line. It's an eight-yard gain. The tight end wide open in the left flat. And Dawson with a tremendous play fake to get it to him. That Kale even said he ran the wrong route on that play, and he said you got to give Jack Dawson credit because he screwed up, but in the end you got a first down and you're able to run out the clock. Yeah, sometimes you just got to make guys right, and that's just kind of the way it works. Um, on defensively, offensively, those things just kind of happen sometimes, and guys have MAs, and, you know, they got to correct those things, but sometimes, you know, a guy makes a person right, and, and good things will happen for you. Tiger Talk brought to you today by BTI, your John Deere dealer. They've got locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Ness City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with 
your family. We do have uh, – we had an email question and one from in-house. We'll do the in-house uh, about Jack Dawson and running the ball when a play is broken down uh, and no one is around him. Do you have, would you like to see him maybe run on some of those instead of making a few of those passes that he's made? Yeah, there's opportunities for him to do it. I think he's just trying to look down the field and get the big play. And, uh, you know, sometimes quarterbacks – don't want to take those extra extra shots because they've probably taken enough already in the pocket. So, uh, you know, they don't take that run. But, you know, as, as a team player, and, and Jack is, you know, we've had those conversations with him as well. So hopefully we start seeing him take off, you know, this week. You know, things are broken down and he's able to run. Yeah, a few of those. I mean, he may have been able to run, run a long way. We've seen it. I mean, he's not going to win, uh, you know, the MIAA 100-yard dash, but he is effective enough in, when he runs the football. Yeah, he is, and he, he can be dangerous with it as well. I mean, he's he's ran in, you know, a touchdown here or there mm-hmm. just because of his speed and the things that he can do, but he runs well enough to continue plays and, uh, you know, get out in the open, but he just he needs to start taking the ball down and getting first downs for us when he gets those opportunities. We had an email question. This one's kind of interesting. I mean, you obviously had an outstanding career at Pittsburgh State, All-American uh, for safety for them. Have you coached a player at Fort Hayes State – that reminds – they remind you of you? Never. <laughs> Why did I know that was going to be your answer? Connor Shadid. Really? Connor Shadid. Connor Shadid was a kid that was, you know, not real big. Mm-hmm. Um, he was tough. He was gritty. Um, played very physical. Um, wasn't the fastest, you know, but he did everything he asked him to do. But he was a physical football player. And, uh, you know, he was he was a great kid as well. And, you know, he did a lot of great things for us. But, yeah, Connor Shadid would be the one. Yep, that's a good – I like that. Yeah, part of the conference championship team for uh, Fort Hayes State, Gretna, Nebraska, I believe. Yeah, he, yep. was, he was, it was a good one. And it's kind of interesting. Sean Bear's going into the Hall of Fame. I had a chance to interview him. Um, uh, from Great Bend, you're from Liberal. Yep. And, and then I, I, simp- I just asked him about the program and as being a former player, uh, how excited he is to see what you've done. And he brought up um, the, the history that you two have way back to the baseball days when Liberal was playing Great Bend. And uh, you, you had a few hard tags on him when he tried to steal second, he said. Yeah, I played baseball like I played football. <laughs> um, I was running through. You know, I, I never slid. I just ran over uh, catchers ran over and things people. like that. And that was funny. You know, you're I, not supposed to do that in yeah, baseball. Yeah, I know. Well, back in then, it didn't matter. But, you know, but it was crazy because, you know, I was always a catcher. And then my senior year, I finally moved to shortstop. So I was able to put some of those tags on those guys. And I wasn't real nice with the tags. I mean, I was a little bit aggressive with them. Well, he said he remembers one particular. He had a little bloody nose after uh, I think you tagged him out, uh, sliding into second, trying to steal. And 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 you two played, and it was a very memorable game at Lewis Field. Uh, I think folks remember that one. 13-13 tie, 1995. You guys made a run to the national title. I think you lost it. You made it to the championship yep. game. Fort A. State got beat down in Kingsville, who was ranked, I think, fourth in the country. But uh, uh, he was the quarterback. You were the safety. And uh, that, that was just a great game. And uh, I know you wish there was overtime because you think your Gorillas would have won, but ended up in a 13-13 tie. But uh, one of the one of the more memorable games in Fort A. State history that night between uh, with both both of you involved. Yeah, well, it was a good game, and you know, I really wasn't really happy with the outcome, of course. Uh, but now being a tiger, um, I wish was over time we would have beat the girls at that point. So, uh, but I uh, know it's it was it's always fun to see those guys and the memories that you share. And then now, you know, he's I'm part of the tiger family as well, and, and so is he. And uh, it's just good to see those guys and the accolades that he's getting as well. And he's very well deserving yeah. of getting into the Hall of Fame. He yeah, really be, is. It'll be fun on Hall of Fame Saturday for that. All right, let's talk about this Saturday. Uh, Central Oklahoma comes to town. Um, kind of a scary team. They're 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 
They've played well. They're they're four and four. They've they've had some injuries at quarterback. Dawson Hurl is now their quarterback. Uh, Stephon Brown went down in the Northwest game, but a familiar quarterback. He's a transfer from Missouri Southern. Um, have you noticed a big change in what they're doing with him at the helm now with the injury to Brown? Um, just a little bit. This is more of the quarterback run stuff because Brown, you know, did a lot of quarterback counter, quarterback mm-hmm. power type things, but not as much with with, with Hurl. Um, but you know, the, the passing game still the same um, as it has been. Um, get a little bit more jumbo packages which is a lot of linemen and you know tight ends in the game with with fullbacks and stuff too last week against the northeastern they did that so they don't i mean they just do so much that they, there's really not even thing that you can get any tendencies on and uh, you know doral's always been good with yep. that he never gives you a tendency of, of what they're doing offensively with formations and things like that so you got to be prepared for everything and then even defensively they've changed a little bit you know the last three weeks uh, they were running a three-man front and now the last three weeks they've been running a four-man front kind of like the more the northwest office the, the 4-1 box and uh so now we've got to prepare for all these different things uh to to you know, to hopefully compete and, and beat them. But uh, you know, our kids will be prepared and they'll be ready. How, how do you prepare when a team throws so much at you? Because you only have so much time to get ready for a game. Just think just think about the things that you they you know some teams have done to you already. You know, kind of add those in. Um, that kind of hurts you the, the week before because uh, I'm sure they'll add some of those things. Um, I don't know. You just, you just try to throw as much as you possibly can at them, but try to keep things as simple as you possibly can as well. And, and the thing is just not doing too much with your kids because I think when you do too much offensively or defensively, they think way too much, and they play slow, and then they, they, they make those mistakes. So just basically keeping it simple offensively and defensively and, and go play hard and, and go make the plays. Well, no doubt it's going to be a big one, and, and you look at the forecast, it's going to be – Carney was cool. It's going to be the coldest game with, with maybe damp. I mean, we'll see what the forecast, if it, if it holds true. But this is one of those elements could be a factor. Can, can you prepare for that, or what do you tell your team when, when the weather becomes a factor like it could possibly be? It's great football weather, <laughs> and that's just kind of the way it is. But, no, with the wetness and things like that, sometimes we'll, we'll bring out a bucket and – dunk a ball in the bucket and we'll play you know football with you know play, practice with a wet ball so our guys get kind of used to those things as well so you just know the elements but you really can't make it colder outside when you know it's going to be colder unless we get some fans or some air conditioning out there at lewis field which <laughs> i don't know what will happen but uh but i don't know you just you just got to dunk the ball get it wet and get them used to the elements and, and just prepare them and and it's really what you got to do you know when it gets cold like that everybody says it's good football weather I'm perfectly fine with like 70 degrees and no wind. I think that's good football weather myself. Uh, I agree. I don't like it when it gets real cold either. When I was younger, it didn't bother me at all. But now as I get older, that cold weather kind of gets to you. you got to put more layers on where I used to not wear anything but a, you know, a polo and go out there and coach. But now I put on some layers. and But, no, it is going to be a little bit chillier. I mean, as, at least kind of gradually you know, through this week it's getting a little bit chillier as well. So hopefully our kids get used to that. But it's, it's, it's part of the game. Um, we don't play inside, and you got to play on the elements. Well, I don't get to worries about it. We've got a nice climate control press box, so I'm not worried about the weather as much as I, I used to be. We talk about this team taking care of business, the game ahead of them, and, and focusing on that. Is that the thing you may be most proud of this squad? I mean, they've handled adversity, and it seems like it goes back to they're focused on the next task and nothing beyond that. That's it, and it's, you know, it's, it's one week at a time, and it's not looking ahead. It's just looking at what the task is at hand right now for this week, and, and that's UCO. So they practiced well yesterday. Hopefully we have another two great practices this week and a walkthrough on Friday, and we're prepared to play four quarters this week instead of two. So uh, I'm excited about it, and uh, hopefully we come up with a W. All right, sounds good. Chris, as always, appreciate the time. Good rest of the week in practice, and we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks, Gerard. Appreciate you. There you, you. go. That's head Coach Chris Brown of the four-day state Tigers. Again, that'll be a one. 
one o'clock kick will be on the air at noon with the Tiger Tailgate Show presented by Auto World Used Cars. Tiger Talk today brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI, and the Taco Shop. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to all of our coaches. We'll talk to you next Wednesday right here on the Tiger Sports Network.